Hey everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 79 of Lemmington Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today I just had somebody on here with me. Um, his name was Jacob, but I don't see him on here right now. So if you can hear me, Jacob, you can click on the link below uh, to join the panel, and uh, I'll be happy to bring you on. Um, and that goes for anybody else watching as well. So how's everybody doing? <laughs> welcome back for another week of an open mic because it is really hard to get a guest last minute. Um, in fact, I was actually reaching out to, you know, potential guests last week, but um, here he is. Okay, Jacob, let's see. Hey, what's up, Jacob? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Good. C can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Awesome, and I can hear uh, you. Let me just- I'm echo, I can put on a headphone, just give me like three minutes. I don't think I hear an echo. I think okay. I hear you pretty cl clearly. Um, oh. Awesome, man. So, yeah, thanks for joining. I, I saw yeah, you back. I have an echo on my end. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you hear it on my end from me? Yeah, tr try putting on uh, headphones and see if that cancels out the echo. Yeah, one minute. Okay. There also might be a uh, setting where the little microphone is at the bottom. If you click that and press echo cancellation, it might take. Oh, I know what's going on. I had you on YouTube and also ah, as well. Yeah. That's what's going on. I used <laughs> to do that too. And then I was like, you yeah. know what? I don't need to watch myself right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Welcome to the show. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I was, uh, I saw, I was just on YouTube and browsing and I saw that you're going live in a few minutes and I was like, wow, I'm going to go ahead and check you out. And then um, I guess it's an open mic session. So just click the link and wow, here I am. Here <laughs> you are. <laughs> it's as easy as that. It works, man. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, I, I have no idea who you are. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, are you a prospective patient, current patient, past patient? Yeah, sure, man. Um, so I have been listening to you for probably um, four or five months now, and okay. I have decided to get the surgery one month ago, okay. and it has been quite a journey. And you know, um, you have so much information and so much knowledge that I continue to go and check out, you know, your interviews with other patients and your past videos to mm -hmm. continue to help my journey. And okay. so, yeah, you know, just. Um, I am currently 24 millimeters in uh, okay. on my femur um, internal precise 2.2 nail. So yeah, uh, it's not easy at all, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. very cool, man. No, that's awesome. So literally you just start, so you just found out about limb lengthening in the last um, couple months. Is that, is that true? Yeah, well, um, I would say I found out about it about like four months ago or some something like that. And then, you know, I booked the consultation and everything just rolls. Uh, one thing in my life where I, I think about is like um, people procrastinate a lot on about a lot of things that they want to do. Um, mm -hmm. All you have to do is schedule something and everything will roll. And um, <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I just scheduled it. I didn't even think I was going to have the surgery. I thought yeah. it was like some crazy cyborg stuff out of my <laughs> out of the you know realm of what my existence is um but here i am uh almost an inch taller um and i can't be happier wow that's that's incredible yeah let's talk a little bit about yourself so um what was your uh if you don't mind saying that what was your starting height uh before you got this like before you got the surgery uh yeah so uh, i was five eight and a half i wouldn't say i was like super short but also um in that realm where like um i do sometimes have like 
you know, self-conscious thoughts when, um, you know, people are just talking. Oh, um, just like how society, like height is a huge factor on society nowadays. Um, you know, and, and it sucks that we do live in it. And sure, there are other things that people should seek um, self-confidence in, like maybe try therapy and whatnot. But I felt like at the end of my decision, I wanted to grow for myself. It wasn't for someone else. It wasn't because of dating. Um, you know, as someone that's 5'8", dating wasn't like crazy great, but it was also not a struggle. It wasn't mm -hmm. for, you know, trying to impress my friends or all that. Um, I wanted to be taller. I felt like I had the means in my life to do it. So mm -hmm. I took action to do it. And, you know, and yeah, that's kind of like why <laughs> um, it happened. That's awesome. I've only talked to a handful of patients that kind of found out about limiting within the year and then they pulled the trigger and got it done. Um, but that's really, really uh, brave of you to do that. But the fact is, is that it seems like it's going well, really well. Um, you have a great device. Um, I'm assuming you picked a good surgeon as well. Um, um, yeah. Good. Uh, I don't know if you're um, uh, if, if you like. Um, you know, to get into specifics of surgeon, I'm totally comfortable with it. But I, I do know that you don't like to do a lot of comparing on surgeons and whatnot. Just because yeah, I mean, I usually like I, you can you can yeah. say that they're like a top surgeon that I brought on maybe before or something like that. But like I, um, I usually like to keep just patients because I know patients are going to be asking in the chat, who was the surgeon? Who was the surgeon? But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but um, we, we could talk about that later. Maybe somebody will ask. But um, no, that's incredible. So let's talk about like your experience. Um, you said that was more so for yourself. You just kind of want to improve that attribute of yourself as the stature. Um, what was like the, the I mean, you booked the consultation. How soon after the consultation was your initial surgery scheduled for? Oh, yeah, it rolls fast. It's really dependent on when you want. So when I had the video consultation, it was $200. Um, and I had that consultation and I was asking him, so, hey, so how soon after will I be able to, you know, have the surgery and whatnot? And he's like, it depends on you, man. Uh, and then I kind of just randomly pick a surgery day a month out and um, you know, uh, a month prior, wait, sorry, a week prior to the surgery date, I went into, um, you know, the location of, uh, the city of where I had the surgery and they had all the blood work scheduled and all that. Um, um, and I picked up all my meds, pr uh, you know, a day or two prior to my surgery, got my Airbnb all set up. So, uh, I did this alone. Um, I was completely alone. I didn't even have a personal caretaker actually. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. um so <laughs> yeah, I went to Costco, got $300 worth of groceries. And mm -hmm. I ate off of that for a month, which is the cheapest <laughs> month of food. I've, I've had $300 dinners before I spent my, and, and, you know, like I literally ate $300 worth of food in one month, which is kind of wow. crazy to <laughs> money from food, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, man. That's crazy. Okay. So, um, you had no caretaker. Um, mm. that's, that's insane that I would really want to dive in on that. Like, what was it like getting around and like kind of just doing the daily tasks that you had to do without any help at all? Sure. Yeah. Great question. So, um, I had a pretty big Airbnb. Um, it was three bedrooms, um, just for myself and, you know, they had a, lot, a large kitchen living space and, um, ironically, like it, it's, it's really cheap. It was like $2,000 a month. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. relative to where I am from in San Francisco, okay. anything's cheap in this world. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I was on the wheelchair for most of the early, you know, uh, two weeks and whatnot. Um, the main thing was, hey, how do I get from uh, here to physical therapy and whatnot, right? Because uh, I, I did have to go to physical therapy four days to five days a week, um, you know, right off the bat. Um, I had set up these uh, handicap, uh, um, 
like those ramps where I can get into the house myself on the wheelchair. And I just call it Ubers. Um, Ubers are all super nice. When they see you on a wheelchair, they will make sure you can get in fine. And then they'll take your wheelchair and put it on the back of the car. I've probably been on, um, you know, 20 or 30 Ubers and every <laughs> single one of them were super nice. Like people are nice to you when they see you are disabled. It's just kind of like, you know, it actually helped me practice empathy a lot. I would say yeah. I'm kind of a selfish person being, you know, in, in, um, and living in this like, uh, crazy society of, oh, hey, just tech and money. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like a lot of how like these big city New Yorkers and San Francisco's are, San Francisco people are like, but being in this other side of being just like, disabled and seeing how people go out of their way to help me like help me learn empathy a lot and help me understand that when i do get better i will go out of my way to help people too because small things matters like just opening the door for me and waiting like 20 seconds for me to get through like something like that so small like makes my day you know that's so, so cool yeah. that is so cool i think that's awesome to think because here you are before the surgery i'm sure that people have just looked past you or anything like that didn't hold the door and thing but when you're disabled or like handicapped essentially everybody's like oh let, i'll hold the door or, you know help you out and all that stuff it's it's incredible to see the change um yeah. wow man okay so lots of uber lots of kind of like just planning about how to your spatial arrangement mm -hmm. um in your airbnb um what about just the pain and everything like that because i mean just you know it's pretty painful you said it's painful right now tell us a little about that uh yeah sure so um i've had all the meds that the i mean percocet is probably the main one that <laughs> everyone's gonna be on um and i i don't take it that much i i probably took um 10 milligrams three times a day the first two weeks but the doctor really wanted me to get off of it after my two-week visit so right now i only take i take them in halves uh, twice a day so five milligrams two times a day which isn't a lot um and really i don't even need it anymore it's more for mm -hmm. like oh hey it's like i think everyone says it it's like a little headache in your legs like yeah uh, if you have a headache you can go past without taking an advil but if you just take one and just be more comfortable like right. um so i still do take percocet um and that's pretty much the main medicine i take uh, early on i took a uh, morphine as well Feel like that didn't help that's extended release you take it once every 12 hours um mm -hmm. i would say everyone swears by percocet and yeah uh, percocet. there's a reason they're in rap songs man <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason that they're in rap songs that's right yeah. oh my gosh that's funny um okay great so we talked about pain and everything like that so what is your height goal because you said you started at five eight and a half um you're at 2.4 millimeters or sorry centimeters in right yes yeah um, um so so yeah go ahead yeah, no, uh, my high goal, um, as with, I would say, most people, uh, as they start, is eight centimeters. Okay. I know I'm still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> I have no idea what's coming for me. Um, so right now it's eight, but to me, I feel like I already went through this whole process. And if it does get hard at the end, I'm fine with slowing down. What's an extra 10 or 20 days for hopefully another 80 years of my life of being right. tall? You know, I like that. Um, I like that. But again... I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm still in the honeymoon phase. So <laughs> I'm speaking out of my ass right now. <laughs> wow, man, that's crazy. So um, so basically, you just uh, – what was going to ask? Actually, I, it kind of slipped my mind here. So you just started lengthening. You said 2.4. So you're like, what, three weeks in? Uh, yeah, I'm actually just about to hit my four-week surgery anniversary tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <Four exciting. laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And how are your x-rays looking and everything? Uh, great. Yeah. So I have taken x-rays uh, uh, every two weeks and mm -hmm. um, bone growth is 
Uh, the doctor says normal. It's not like crazy fast. It's not crazy slow, um, which I feel like would be kind of ideal in the lengthening phase. Mm -hmm. um, I do take supplements that he gives me. He gives me uh, a lot of, uh, I think there's like a 50 ICU uh, cal uh, vitamin D or something I take once a week. I okay. take uh, some bone growth uh, supplements from, um, I bought on Amazon. Um, so yeah, uh, um, I, I mean, I'm 26 years old, so I feel like- um, You're young. Yeah, I'm young. Yeah. Um, he didn't really expect much complications uh, to arise. Um, and another interesting thing talking about complications is that mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of things comes and goes. Um, and right after you have your surgery, maybe, uh, you'll feel like pain somewhere and you get really nervous. So I had a, a really bad cramp on my left buttock for about mm -hmm. two weeks, um, okay. every time I moved and, you know, I thought I got a botched surgery. I kept like messaging him, but, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of interesting how like, you know, after a while it just disappears and maybe pain somewhere else starts happening. Oh, yeah. maybe you'll have like nerve reduction somewhere else. But a lot of these, the doctor says are normal. And as I heal into consolidation things and and grow muscle back things will like you know be better uh but just like i think the the little thing in the nutshell is just don't worry um you'll feel like there's going to be like weird complications that comes up um a lot of these are normal you know? yeah yeah you know definitely i mean and, and it varies from patient to patient i mean some patients yes. get no pain at all or no nerve irritation then some ha some has everything you know like bone pain, leg pain, muscle pain, and nerve pain. It's crazy, but uh, incredible, man. This is awesome, Jacob. Well, I'm super happy that you kind of pulled the plug. You got it done. It's something that was just gnawing at you for a while, and you're just like, let me just go ahead and take action and get it done. And here you are on the other side, slowly mm -hmm. getting taller every single day. Incredible, man. Um, well, so you're you're now a new stature lengthening patient, so we're going to have you in the community to come back for more and more episodes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, but, I'm um, totally excited. Like, I wouldn't have done it if it weren't for, you know, your channel or whatnot. So really? like, no, 100%. Like I wouldn't be, exp you know, maybe I'd know about it because it blows up on TikTok, but yeah. I wouldn't have enough information to mm -hmm. make myself feel safe and comfortable to know that it is something that is practical. Um, I mean, I, I feel like you hear that a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, but you know, I actually wanted to like really thank you because it's people like the patients that come on that make that possible. It's like other patients that have talked before you, they're the ones that you listen to, right? Like about mm -hmm. this. Yeah, yeah. So it's like your story is going to be something that somebody else hears and it just, it's paying it for it. And that's what we do. So, um, I want to thank you for doing that. Uh, so what I want to do now is, um, I want to go into the live Q and A. There's some people in there that are asking questions. I see them in here. And then, um, obviously if you have anything to say along the way, feel free. If there's anything that, you know, is happening that's unique about your journey that you want to share with everyone, feel free to say that. So, um, let's see here. Let me just pull, but, uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm just going to, so uh, DJ Cyborg, he's actually getting his surgery done in the next couple months. And he said, you went fast, Jacob, like in terms of getting your surgery done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't regret it, man. Um, things really just like rolls, like, like yeah. <laughs> it's a flash of the eye and, you know, it's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I wanted to kind of ask you this, Jacob, because it's like a lot of people are waiting for the next weight bearing nail to come out before pulling the trigger. Mm. And obviously we have no set date, even though they say that maybe later this year, early 2024, that's what the rumor is. Um, of course, they won't give me official word. They'll tell other patients stuff. But anyway, um, if it was, I mean, well, we know what you did, but like if there is another prospective patient who is considering this, like you said, time flies, getting the surgery done now, and then six months later when you're starting, you could be walking, or mm -hmm. would you say that, you know, wait for the weight bearing now? You said you had no caretaker. You're doing everything on your, on your yes. own. It's possible 
what is your advice or, you know, I guess words of encouragement to other prospective patients thinking about that? Sure. So I've thought about it too, right? Like, um, and I, I, um, you know, even like two months ago, uh, I think that the updates were the same. Um, mm -hmm. probably, um, there would be, a, a new nail that would be more weight bearing, not called ride that would come out ideally mm -hmm. in the U S later in 2023 or early 2024, all rumored. Um, for <laughs> me, I take, um, you know, into perspective where my life is and where my life goal is at. Mm -hmm. I want to be healed by the end of the year. I want to start traveling. I want to start doing this. I don't want to wait another year of my life. Um, you know, at 26, um, as a single man, I feel like, you know, I, I kind of like, it, it's all based off where you are in life. Right. Yeah. Uh, and for me, um, I just feel like, oh, hey, I don't want to like, uh, have the surgery when I'm 28 and then mm -hmm. heal by like when I'm like 29 and then mm -hmm. that's when I can start traveling the world. So I, I just went like, hey, uh, pull the plug. And also there are advantages of precise, uh, of non-weight bearing nails, uh, versus weight bearing nails, uh, in terms of, um, yeah, what's complicated of non uh, at least less um chances uh, of non-union um mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's what it's called just because you are putting more pressure um on your legs sure um weight bearing nails would make it a lot uh, a safer of like not bending your nails and mm -hmm. also um you know just being able to walk would be great but um i feel like if you don't weigh like 100 like if you don't weigh like 180 pounds or more um it's, it's not going to be that big of a deal for you in fact you shouldn't be on a wheel like the doctor's like you shouldn't be on the wheelchair after two weeks like right like unless you're going to the airport or like long distances like use the walker mm -hmm. um so um it, i don't think it's that big of a deal um okay. yeah and, and you're doing everything like yourself right like you're literally cooking like what do you what like you say you went to costco to get food like what are we talking about in terms of like meals like what are you preparing for yourself yeah um so uh sometimes microwavable food uh like breakfast would be a lot of uncrustables but in terms <laughs> of bagels and cream cheese it's okay on a wheelchair it's fine right like so when i'm at home like yeah i'll, I'll use the wheelchair around to get through things fast so i can put things on my lap i've even cooked steak once i did uh, an amazon fresh delivery they had a um a t-bone steak for 14 dollars, 18 ounce i bought that thing um uh, i bought three of them i cooked like cooking is fine on your wheelchair you just kind of like you, you you get used to it i mean you get you get used to it fast um you know so um yeah. I, I really don't think it's a hindrance you'll people adapt really easily to the environment yep. they're given in and mm -hmm. um you'll adapt that's yeah period. i love that you said that that people adapt because a lot of times people are like oh my gosh my life's gonna change and your life is going to change but the fact is you can change with it you can adapt with it and mm -hmm. um whether you have you know uh, you're in a wheelchair walker, whatever, whatever you're, you're dealing with. It's like, you can kind of make it happen. Um, but you know, hiring a caretaker, if you're worried about that, that's, that's another option entirely, yeah. but, um, incredible, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And I actually kind of talked about this in Lim Lengthening secrets, um, in the nutrition section is like, I talk about like trying to eat as healthy as possible. But I say eat convenient as possible because it's like uncrustables that's super easy for people to prepare so you can make something easy and then you said like a steak in a wheelchair you can just like was it, i guess it was on the, the pan right like this yeah, yeah yeah so you can literally do that while you're in the wheelchair just reaching up a little differently and flipping yeah. it over after the you know um so a lot of stuff is possible you just got to take your time and be cautious incredible jacob incredible tips okay cool uh all right so let's move right along here <clears throat> all right so enrique is asking what's your height goal um you said you're gonna go for the full eight centimeters right uh, ideally, so that would hit me just shy of six feet. Um, just shy of six feet. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, uh, really the same. <laughs> yeah, l l uh, lengthen and observe. Is you're gonna find out what happens along the way. You're gonna try, but you'll listen to your body as well. So yes, 
Uncool. And um, doctor. Listen to the doctor for sure. They exactly. Right. Yeah. The surgeon. Yeah. Your body and the doctor. Uh, Enrique has another question. He said, I'm five, seven and a half wanting to get to five foot 10. I'm 42 years old. What's the pain level on the precise method? Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'll give it to you right here. Um, hospital sucked. I, I was there for two days. Um, right. Uh, I mean, they'll give you like same thing, pain meds and whatnot. Like obviously the surgery, you don't feel anything you're out, but it, there's just like so much uncomfort and whatnot at a catheter uh, that they put in me. And then when they took it out, it didn't hurt like catheter, by the way, for people that don't know is a tube that they uh, stick into your bladder so mm -hmm. that uh, you won't have to pee. It'll pee for you. Um, but they usually take it out after a day. Um, and uh, one of the common side effects is that uh, because you haven't peed for a while, your muscles aren't used to it. So you aren't able to pee after that. Apparently, they said it happens to a lot of patients. And I had a thousand milliliters of liquid in my bladder at two in the morning. And I just couldn't pee. I was peeing, trying to pee for eight hours. I was like literally in the bathroom for eight hours trying to pee and nothing was coming out. Um, and so they, they decided to pull, pull the plug and basically have the nurse stick another catheter in me while I was conscious. And she was like, my bladder, it was like inflamed. And she was like in there trying to stick it in worst pain of my life. Um, drained everything out. I was like screaming and yelling and grunting at two in the morning in the hospital. Um, but you know, that's just like one of the few like discomforts in the hospital. Um, how's the pain on the legs? Um, mornings suck. Um, are you going to be able to manage it? Yes. Um, and you know, uh, if you are in pain, talk to the doctor, they'll make sure you have the medicine you need to be like comfortable enough to get through it. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, end of story, it's bearable. It's, it's not bearable. great. It is painful. Uh, yeah. it is the worst pain you're going to have in your life, uh, hands down, but, mm -hmm. uh, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Up to you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Is it worth it? It's definitely up to you. Very cool. It says, how bad did you want it? So, um, okay, cool. So let's move right along here. DJ Cyber, we're going to kind of skip that one. But here we go. SC52 is asking, is it possible for someone uh, that someone could not be a suitable candidate for a precise method, uh, something to do with the size of the bone canal? Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it really depends on like uh, they have different size nails that you know will accommodate your bone canal. So the the surgeon will kind of measure your canal before they use the uh, the nail. So, mm -hmm. um, so can the same nail be used again for the femur versus tibia? No, I think that they're actually diff shaped differently, so it actually uh, it can't be at least for that nail specifically. Um, I'll think okay. they throw. It, I would think they throw it away after. It'd be really weird reusing like a nail that's been used. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think, not I think they get, don't they give it to like some I, lately they've been giving it to patients like they didn't give me mine. I think they just, you know, took it away. Mine was under a, a research study because it was like the very first version. But um, I oh. think they give it back to the patients. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think because you got I mean, you guys are technically buying them. I mean, so That's true. Um, yeah. So either that or they send it back to the company and then they, you know, recycle it or whatever. I mean, um, for those who've never seen the nails, it, it's not that like cool. It's it's just like a, a tiny little uh like yeah, nail. it's it's small. It's I've seen like, real yeah, it's just like yeah. it's just really expensive. That's it. <laughs> right, they're well overpriced. Um, I talked to my family. Q's asking. I talked to my family about limb lengthening after researching it for the past three years, and they approved of it. Okay, congratulations. So yeah, uh, Jacob, did you? Tell anybody about this uh -huh. procedure. Yeah, so that's funny. Um, so I come from an Asian household. They're very conservative and traditional. Um, okay. So no, I actually didn't tell anyone. Um, um, 
uh, while I had the surgery. Uh, I talked to my sister uh, right after I got discharged. She's a nurse practitioner, so I feel like she at least took it better. She's like mm -hmm. seen people with gunshot wounds and all that. She works in a hospital, so. Right. Um, but you know, just like um, I told her to keep it a secret from my family for um until they visited me uh, a month after. Uh, so they actually just visited me um, um a couple days ago, and um, I just got back to the Bay Area. Um, uh, I drove up here with my mother uh, for um, uh, about like, I don't know, it was, it was, it was quite a drive, but um, <laughs> I, I just, I just found out about it. And it was really funny because at first um, my sister was trying to break it to them um, in the airport as they flew down to where I was. And they're like, oh, so just uh, be prepared. Uh, Jacob had a pretty major surgery and blah, blah, blah. And then I think they had, they thought I had a gender change surgery. And, and first there's nothing wrong with it. Like do what you guys would right. like, right, right. But like, um, so they were like literally like having heart attacks <laughs> and having high blood pressure so I think when they found out it was a uh, limb lengthening surgery, at least it took a little better. It took them yeah. like three or four days to get adjusted to it, but now they're in full support of it. At first, I think um, any mother would be just like scared that your bones are broken in half. They're just like scared of your well-being and all that. But uh, as I keep telling them and convincing them that, hey, this is safe. Uh, there's not going to be a long-term effect on it. You know, these rods are going to come out in a year. Um, I'm totally fine. Um, it took them three or four days to get adjusted to it. And, um, f and, and they're in full support of it now. So yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. See, I, I find it so funny, the stories that you guys, <laughs> how you break the news to your families, like from yeah. Rich's, uh, the email that went out the day after he had the surgery to yours. And to, there was another patient that did something funny too. It's, you guys are so, you know, uh, unique with your stories of how you tell your, pa your, your parents and stuff. It's so funny. So adding um, to that, actually, um, I think it'd be interesting. And, and this is something that I've done with some of my friends. I know you have like, oh, hey, your slide of height technique. Like yeah. you want to keep it a secret. One mm -hmm. thing I do tell like some people that I just like don't want to break it to is just, hey, you know, I had a surgery um, because one of my uh, leg is shorter than the other. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, and, I, and, you know, like obviously you're going to grow taller by yep. somewhat from it. Um, I mean, three inches is a lot, but you know, just tell them, hey, yeah, I had like a, a centimeter or two. Um, my right leg is shorter. The doctor said I might have hip pains in the future if I don't do it right now. Right. Um, that's what I told a good amount of my friends. So okay, uh, yeah, that goes. That's awesome. So you told the, a little bit of the friends too. Yeah, no, use a discrepancy yeah. as an excuse. It's a perfect excuse. Mm -hmm. It's a real medical excuse, and it's true. You'll get physical pain and long term problems if you don't. So, um, mm -hmm. that's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Uh, let's see here. Next question <clears throat> is from uh, Jimmy. He's saying, "Is sitting on the toilet doable for the in the first week?" Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I had no issues with like bending my like. I don't know. I think I was like, so I had a I saw a video of like Schreidnell. I think that guy. Um, uh, he said uh he can't really like bit, like he had to like sit upwwards or something mm -hmm. to poop or something. Um, mm -hmm. that was not an issue for me. I could sit ninety degrees fine. I had oh, one wow. of those toilet assist, assists. Um, uh, um, you know, just like kind of like um. You know, use the walker, get to the toilet as you're facing, you know, the your feet outside of the toilet, just like mm -hmm. kind of like use your triceps and bend down. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I had no issues with the toilet. Um, nice. I mean, pooping wise, I was constipated for like four or five days. Yeah, I had to shove some Ducolax up my butt. <laughs> um, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Um, when I got home and then everything came out. So, <laughs> right. No. So like, did you even get the elevated toilet seat or you, it was the normal toilet? No, normal toilet. I, I had wow. no issues spending 90 degrees or even mm. more. So, um, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess every patient is different. Um, so, yeah. um, you're gonna like Jimmy, you're gonna, um, it might be an issue for you. It might not, uh, mm -hmm. just like no one's going to know until you get the surgery. 
Right. That's true, man. That's awesome, Jacob. Well, congrats there. Yeah, that's true. Like some people, people have like terrible pain when they sit on the toilet, even elevated toilet seat. And then some people like yourself was okay. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Chris Diego is asking, can I have a faster recovery if I take vitamin D when I'm in phase two after 3.5 centimeters done? And now I just want, oh, okay. I just want to remove the machine from my tibia. Um, well, vitamin D3 is going to help you heal. It's definitely going to help with your bones. But uh, there's a lot of factors that play into bone healing. So it depends. So you, you'll have to kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of factors to play into that. So I don't want to like say that that's the only factor. But yeah, uh, let's see here. Let's see if there's any other questions in here. The box had a question. I'm not really reading these before I click on them. Would working legs four to five days of the week to try to bulk them up before the surgery be beneficial uh, towards not ending up with weak pencil legs? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that. So Jacob, what was your preparation like before the surgery going into this? Um, I feel like I didn't prep that much. I stretched a lot. Um, okay. I stopped doing squats, but mainly because I wasn't really informed on whether or not, um, having muscle mass in the legs is beneficial or not. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't want to answer. I feel like you'd have more knowledge on that. So I'm going to like turn that one to you, but for okay, me, sure, yeah. the main prep that I've done was just, um, you know, stretching about 15 minutes a day, um, when I was gymming for, you know, my upper body, um, just like regular gymming sessions. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's perfect. I mean like, yeah. And I, so working out by itself does not necessarily reduce flexibility. It's just that you want to add stretching into it. So, um, like, like Jacob said, you would definitely want to be stretching. Um, but you don't want to necessarily start to bulk up and add new muscle. If you already have the muscle mass that you have and you make it more flexible and just train with like a moderate to high rep range, you'll be perfectly fine. Um, it's not going to like in impede your flexibility at, at all. You just want to make sure that you keep the muscle mass you have, maintain it and just do a lot of stretching to increase flexibility. So, all right. Next question here from Adam Alexander. If one doesn't drink water for over 24 hours before the surgery, uh, can we request no catheter? So how that work for you? Like, uh, what was your, like before surgery, I know they tell you to limit your, your food mm -hmm. and water intake. What was that? Right. So my surgery was scheduled, uh, at I think 8am, uh, in the morning, uh, I arrived at the hospital at five 30 mm -hmm. uh, and they told me 12am the previous day, no water, no food, um, which is actually not that bad. Right. Like, um, but I think I just stopped after dinner and I just like really went to bed, try to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, can you request no catheter? I don't know. Um, all I know is I didn't even know I was going to have a catheter until like I had the IV plugged into me. The anesthesiologist came to talk to me and then the doctor came to talk to me and he's like, Oh, by the way, when you wake up, uh, there's going to be a tube in your, in your penis. <laughs> so don't be shocked. Um, we're going to put a catheter when you're asleep in there. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was just like, okay. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say no to the doctor. Like right. he's in control of my life. Like <laughs> I just nod and say, yeah, do whatever you want to me, man. So yeah. Um, I think it's going to be dependent on the doctor, but I would suggest a catheter. Um, mm -hmm. uh, why is because you're going to be so thirsty after the surgery. I was just chugging water beyond water and you're also going to have an iv uh like trip in you and that's dripping about i think 100 milliliters of liquid in your blood every hour so your bladder is going to be full like you don't want to be peeing right after the surgery every two hours right. like having the catheter was one of the best things that i could ask for until they took it out and i can't pee like, <laughs> so, um, I would actually suggest you have the catheter in there, um, um, personally, but um, yeah, 
That's good advice. No, definitely. And, and it's also about the length of the surgery. Like a lot of surgeons just do it because of uh, the muscles that are involuntary during, you know, surgery. So it's like, the, depends on the length of the surgery and how fast they do it and all that stuff. But like you said, after the surgery, a lot of fluid in your system. All righty. Let's see here. Batman lit. Uh, Vic, who's the current best doctor for external tibia limb lengthening? We'll talk surgeons and doctors in another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really hate that conversation. I remember I asked you once. Um, yeah. Uh, it was like uh, on the chat because I think w the doctor that I had was mentioned. And then I asked about it. And then, I mean, and to be fair, it's because you have, you actually do have personal, uh, you know, relationships with each of these doctors. So mm -hmm. I, I totally understand why you wouldn't really want to compare doctors and whatnot, because, you know, you literally know them personally, all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's definitely one of the reasons. The other reason is just like, I don't want that to be the reasons why people watch these. I want them to listen to you and your mm -hmm. patient experience because it's that's what it's really about. It's like when I bring a surgeon on, sure, they can listen to the surgeon then and we know that they're going to be doing all kinds of promos and stuff like that. And hey, come come to my clinic, you know, and don't get me wrong. I will be talking to, we'll be doing some surgeon stuff coming up here shortly. But right now I think it's all about the patients and that's really what I've been focusing on lately. So mm -hmm. I want to kind of keep it there. But um, people know the surgeons and I, yeah. I have, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about I, I feel like a big part that plays into it, um, you know, is also like logistically what makes most sense for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of the surgeons are good, right? Like, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure like you, um, I, I don't do research much outside of the United States, but I'm sure any of the top, like those famous US surgeons, you're not going to go wrong with that. These are right. all like, like really, really good surgeons, all of them. Um, so um, what logistically makes the most sense for you uh, would work best for you. For me, I chose a place where um, you know, I can still work. I actually didn't take a single day off from work wow. except the surgery day. So, wow. um, it's just, yeah, I'm actually still working right now. Um, I'll just <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, well, I mean, in software, you get your job done. I get oh, my job okay, done. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I work like at like 11 PM when I'm bored, you know, like during the day, maybe I just took a Percocet and then I just knock out. Um, it's fine. I'll, I'll let them know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out for about an hour or two. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll make up for it. So right, um, right, right. Absolutely. I get my stuff done. I work on my own schedule. That's awesome. That's very cool. No, I think that's great. But like the fact that you guys, I, you just heard that like a lot of people ask, can you work during limb lengthening? If you have a remote job and you're focused and you manage your pain with, like he said, the pain meds, you can get it done, right? You said you didn't take mm -hmm. a single day off from the except for the surgery day. Um, I recommend a little bit longer you yeah. know, for most people, most mm -hmm. patients, but Jacob's obviously not one of them. He's the exception. But like for most patients, I think like two weeks, most people can do like a two week vacation, uh, take from yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, my productivity wasn't high, but, uh, my <laughs> managers knew I had surgery, so they were understanding. Okay. Um, so, um, again, it depends on your job too, how like strict and whatnot they are. Um, so yes, it's yeah. a person by person basis. Are you able to work? Yeah. You can use your computer for sure, mm -hmm. but are you going to have the same productivity and focus that you will have? Uh, probably not for the first two weeks. Yeah, exactly. And until the pain starts to fade and stuff like that. Now, that's what I want to ask you. Like, when did the pain really fade? Like, when was it for you? I want to just kind of continue mm. to tally this up here. Yeah. So I, when I do a lot of research online, people are always like, oh, yeah, after the two-week mark, it drops off like a brick. Yeah. Uh, I don't really – I feel like it never really dropped off as a brick for me. It was more gradual uh, okay. throughout the course of, you know, like the first five days ass um like gradually it'll wear off um and i don't have a specific like you know timeline of hey when it stopped hurting it's mm -hmm. just like every day might be getting better a little by little except the morning the first hour or two in the morning 
it sucks for me every single day. Yeah, it's still yeah. stiff and like swollen. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and all that the pain and stuff. But yeah, it, it, like you said, it will gradually get better and better, especially the more you lengthen and do physio. So very cool. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see here. We're moving right along. Um, oh, somebody else. SG today is reaching four point three centimeters. Congrats, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait to be there, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll be there soon. Jacob will be there soon. Um, more than enough. Did. Remember, oh, he's talking to somebody else. So sorry, I didn't even see that. Let me just try to read these here. Is no problem. Okay, somebody else is talking. Is it okay? So, Jacob, in terms of working out, um, doing basic workouts like push ups, sit ups to help with the recovery or the legs too stiff to bend. So, like, what are you able to do in like physio? Like, what are you like? Are you doing any type of exercising or just strictly stretching right now? Uh, yeah, so actually, this is gonna be like a, a, a bit of a uh, unpopular opinion and whatnot, but uh, first of all, uh, let me just like kind of like jump into my story. Um, mm -hmm. First two weeks, um, they have uh, fit, uh, PT, um, um, you know, part of the, uh, the program. So like I go, um, I, I went like in where I was located uh, for the first three weeks. Um, most of the time they're mainly doing like strengthening exercises, your typical leg raises, um, you know, leg extension and whatnot. And actually, I didn't get a stretch that much, which might have been a miscommunication from the PT office and the doctor because I started yeah. to get stiff after a while. But yeah. um, the doctor, after like talking, chatting with them, um, I just started stretching a lot at home and whatnot. So now that I'm back in the Bay, and this is where the unpopular opinion comes, um, I was looking for PT places that, you know, um, I could... Um, probably like look for and chatting with them, talking to them about their limb lengthening experiences. And um, I have an insurance that's high deductible health plan. So I would be paying most of it out of pocket until uh, my deductible is met, which is nowhere close. And yeah. that's about like $200 for a 30 minute session uh, from right. on average of where I'm looking at. So, you know, um, I, I, and I, again, I know how important and PT is. So for me, and I was actually going to ask your opinion on this, Victor. Um, yeah. And, and I, I know you uh, and, and I feel like I know the answer wouldn't be, you know, what I'm doing right now. But I bought a bunch of equipments, you know, massage bed, all these stretch devices. You know, I spent maybe three or four hundred dollars on everything. And I stretch and do like strengthening exercises three hours a day, uh, three wow. to four hours a day on my own. Because like okay. I work out regularly prior to that. And I was hoping that can replace the PT that I would be doing instead. And I look at a lot of like uh, PT stuff um, uh, from your channel. I think you had an interview with uh, Mosh, who would be yeah. one, of, one of the best um, <laughs> limb lengthening PTs. I was looking at the exercises that he recommends. I follow them religiously. I yeah. follow those stretches religiously. Um, I don't know how that plan is going to be as I hit five centimeters and whatnot. It's fine right now. But mm -hmm. anything's fine right now at 2.4 centimeters. Um, <laughs> but this is what my plan is right now. But if I do get to a point later on where I just can't do it anymore, um, mm -hmm. you know, money is a, sa a small sacrifice for my health. So, yeah, no, definitely. I think that what you're doing is incredible. Like, you really don't need a ton, like you said, until the muscles get extremely tight. You just want to kind of focus on the regimen and the routine. But once you you hit that threshold where like it might be different for you, it might be five, it might be 5.5, it might be six, wherever that is where the tautness just goes sky high really, really quick and it feels like it just went off the cliff. That's when you want to really buckle down on PT. And if you can't do it yourself, getting manual assistance from a physical therapist will be, you know, like the best way to go. And now, how many times a week is that? It dif differs for every patient. If you've been doing it regularly, it might be one or two times a week. Um, 
And the funny thing is, is that you can do a lot by yourself if you just are so dedicated. Yeah. A lot mm -hmm. of people need to go to physical therapy for more for the accountability than anything. I think yes. patients just, they get very, very complacent, very lazy. Um, and just, they don't want to like hurt their legs or just like do something wrong. They think, oh, the physical therapist will take care of me just like the surgeon did. But if you're just like, you're just moving around, you have no caretaker, you've been doing this thing solo the whole way. I mean, more power to you. Do your physical therapy. You're mm -hmm. doing physical therapy three hours a day. That's what difference is it? You know, you're doing it. Yeah. So I, I can't, nobody can value for that. If you don't have a problem when you go in for checkups, then you're foot, you're fine. So mm -hmm. But yeah. I now, was, I'm not recommending that. But yes, I, I don't recommend it either. Exactly. Um, yeah. But when I kind of factor in $200 for a 30-minute session that I feel like a lot of things that they have been doing at PT, I could have just done at home. And I bought all these equipments. Everything, like I have more equipments in my room than I feel like some PT clinics have <laughs> in, in their entire place. I, I, I kid you not. Um, uh, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'll see, I'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated um, and, and see if it's possible. But like as Victor says, um, if you have the means... Um, I think going to PT would still be the recommended thing. Um, I, I swear by PT, but I'm just uh, a hypocrite. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then there's also the concierge PTs where they'll actually come out to you at your house, like home health. Mm. And um, you just got to find them private practice, like PTs, you can Google them and um, just say, hey, look. And the really cool thing is when we get our service rolled out in the next couple of weeks or so, uh, most will be doing like instructional videos and you can show that to um, your PT or whoever, if you need assistance and they can kind of mimic that same type of stretching because there's certain places like you know places that they want to kind of you know hold where they're stretching you so they don't like damage the nail damage your muscles and stuff like that so yeah absolutely man great job jacob yeah. like improvising there that's huge <laughs> that's a cool program that um I, I didn't know about it but um when it does come out i'll definitely be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be hopefully announcing it in the next yeah. few weeks yeah. i just haven't gotten the response that i wanted from some potential collaborative collaborations and partnerships mm, from people, yeah. but, um, really cool. We'll roll with what we got. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about it publicly, but I don't know if I should. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's probably better behind. This yeah. Spot. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, okay. So last like couple questions here sure. and then we will wrap it up. So, um, yeah. clown activity, what was your height before? I think you said uh, it earlier, but you want to say it again, five, eight and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then he said he's going to shoot for as much as he can get out of the nail, which is eight centimeters. And, um, but he's going to lengthen and observe and see if there's any trouble along the way. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Jacob, is there, oh, wait, let's see. Is this a question? I think I saw clavicle lengthening. Uh, okay. So, they're just asking about clavicle lengthening. Um, as a trans person, my shoulders are proportional to my height. And so I was wondering what you thought about that procedure. So, Emily, I do not <laughs> clavicle lengthening. I've heard, you know, some patients ask me about this. I don't, and I've talked to surgeons about this before as well, and they just do not recommend messing with your clavicle. It's just a very delicate bone. It holsters a lot of, you know, delicate material up there that you don't want to kind of, you know, tamper with. I don't suggest it. I think you should definitely talk to a surgeon about it. But um, if it's a proportional thing, yeah, definitely have that conversation with a, a qualified professional. So, all right, cool. Um, Jacob, if there is anything that you want to kind of like, tell or you know words of advice you can give to any other perspective or current patients out there right now you are on go for cool it. awesome well um i mean just first thing thanks for having me on um yeah. it's crazy to be on the other side um <laughs> and it's really talking to you um um words of advice um honestly if you're thinking about it and you've done the research just pull the trigger like Make sure you do your research. I, I think that's the main thing. Like, mm -hmm. even though I uh, I said, "Hey, man, I, I got through it pretty fast." 
I've done tons of research. I've watched videos of the whole procedure on YouTube. Like I literally know exactly what they're going to do to me. Um, like where every incision is going to be. I've done all my research on which doctors and whatnot. Like I wanted to go to that I felt was safest and logistically best for me. So do your research. And once you do it, um, if it's really something that you feel like you should do, pull the trigger. And that's, that's all I can say. I love that. I love that. Just take an action because that's a lot of times mm -hmm. what people do. They, and I understand if they don't have the means or the resources or if yes. it's like just is not the right time, but yes. if it is, and then they just like are waiting for something and just procrastinating, that can be a dysphoria of all of in of mm -hmm. itself. I mean, it, you know, you're just thinking about this procedure, whereas it's like this procedure is trying to correct or like help you deal with your, you know, your height yeah. dysphoria. Um, or even discrepancy. I've had patients reach out to me like, should I get this done? And then they just use shoe lifts for the rest of life. I'm like, get it done. Get it yeah. over with. <laughs> just go. But also be responsible. If like 70 or $80,000 means you can't put food on the table. Right. That's so important, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Unless you go to Costco and spend $300, you're good. I know. <laughs> so when I was on like Reddit, like asking for advice, people were like, oh, hey, you're crazy spending so much money. Money's relative. Everyone has different, you know, financial means in their life. Some $80,000 might mean a lot to someone while it might not mean a lot to others. So just like make sure you understand and you're yeah. responsible for your own personal life and make sure you have that settled first before you take on something that's elective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also have a good headspace. Like you don't want to get into this if like you, you're like going through some depression or like, you know, just your life's not in a good spot. Jacob seems yes. like he has a, his head on his shoulders, right? He's, you know, got a steady life and career and you know, things are going well. And he's like, Hey, look, I want to get this done now so I can go travel and stuff like that. So it just made sense for him at the right time. So, um, factor and all that stuff so cool well, awesome um yeah i don't think anything else uh ben benjamin minoza our, our mvp of the, the show he's saying hey dude appreciate having you with us and good luck on hitting your goal um yeah guys pump your love in the chat for jacob for coming on um i mean literally he just you know came on from seeing the uh link in the description <laughs> yeah i'm glad you're on and thank you guys so much i'm gonna head back to work thank you so much for having me and uh I'll, I'll be on you know more hopefully if, if if you allow me to be so yeah absolutely no we'll, we'll actually be having a um big round table of stature lengthening patients the next couple weeks so i'll definitely if you want you can shoot me an email sure, um yeah. so that i can have like your link your uh, do you have my email or can you find it oh, yeah no i know how to contact you <laughs> cool, cool, cool. yeah i try to make it as easy as possible so yeah shoot me an email and we'll do that but uh yeah thanks so much for coming on jacob i appreciate everybody watching i know we did this a little earlier today and uh yeah until next time this is victor from cyborg flight signing out see you guys next time peace Bye.